0: The Waddle and Sylvie podcast is brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. Sign up using promo code WMVP at sportsbook.draftkings.com.
1: This is Waddle and Sylvie on the new home of the Chicago Bears. ESPN Chicago. WMVP WSHE HD2 Chicago. A good karma brand's radio station.
0: Isn't this the greeny intro Yes, the, is it? yes, I think it is. I was just doing the, uh, I was doing the, you looked at me funny. I'm no, like, yeah, we'll see Down, down, New York. That's the, the
2: getup, right? The get what up? it is? Not the, not Greenie, but the getup, right? Maybe so. I don't know. It starts to all run together. I'm Jeff Meller, in for Sylvie today on Waddle and Sylvie. We just carry Justin Fields' press conference live at do you know what
0: I, Hall. Do you know what I wanted to reference from his
2: press conference as well? Uh, again, I, I think that... Scoring touchdowns after takeaways? How, how did you know? Because I, I have like five things that I wrote down. I, not just after takeaways, but just
0: touchdowns in general. You know, yes. Like I know this sounds like so remedial. And I and I, when I was with, uh, with Jonathan and, and Cap today, it's what I mentioned. You know, if you go into your keys of the game, I'm not as good at it as the good kid is. But like one of your keys has to be, as remedial as it sounds, is to score touchdowns. You realize, obviously, we all know, they beat the Vikings... Last Monday, uh, without scoring a touchdown, they kicked four field goals. And I'll make an argument with you with with a straight face that Cairo Santos has been their most consistent performer, regardless of position, for the last couple of years. I would agree. I with mean, that. Uh, he's missed what one that's, kick? That's probably a bad sign, though. Yes, it's, that's it's a, a it's sign a, of of a team that is is not been at the top a lot of their of glaring game. holes. Yeah, but but. Even if, you got, even if you have Justin Tucker, I don't right. want to be
2: pointing to him as the Your best player. Yes. Yeah.
0: No, I get it. I get that. But my point is, is that I don't want to see as much Cairo Santos. Mm-hmm. Cairo Santos. No S after Cairo, S after Santos. Correct. Uh, I don't want to see him on the leg front out there running out there much because I want them to get to the end zone. It's not an anti Cairo Santos push. You realize I said to you guys. After doing this research, and now I can't even find my damn notes. I believe they've scored six touchdowns in the last offensive touchdowns in the last five games. Six touchdowns in the the last last five five games games that they've played. They haven't had a three-touchdown performance from their offense since the Raider game six weeks ago. Think about that. Tyson Tyson,
2: Bajan was the starter.
0: Whoever. I'm like, I'm not even, this is not even really quarterback related. I'm just saying offensively. Think about it. Like they scored, what was it, 26 points against the Lions Lions in the loss. Uh You had two touchdowns and four field goals, correct? Isn't that what it was? Mm -hmm. So this offense has only scored, scored six touchdowns in the last five weeks. You're not going to get past most good teams. Correct. By not scoring touchdowns. Yes. And, and I think that, and I was glad, thank you. Oh, a cup of joe coming in. Yeah, coming I'm, in I'm hot. Um, I, I, I was glad to hear Justin talk about that. in, in, in reference, I think it was to Courtney's question about the turnovers. They've taken the ball away eight times the last yes. two games. Think yes. about that. I know. Eight times the defense has taken the ball away you know, from special is, teams. That's the hits principle. Whatever it and is. Live in living color. That's a gift. That's yes. eight gifts they've been given. And they've only yeah. had in those two games whether it was a possession that started off of kickoff or it was a possession that started on a short field because it was given to them by a turnover, they've only scored two offensive touchdowns in the last two weeks. Six offensive touchdowns in the last five weeks haven't had a three-touchdown output from their offense since the Raiders game. You have to score touchdowns, especially when you're facing teams like the, the Lions that get that, that score points. And by the way, the Lions are given up twenty nine points per game the last six weeks, so they're there to be had. Absolutely,
2: yeah. You, so, like, for you me, scored below the average against them. Correct. You only hit twenty six because you only hit twenty six. You, you converted on some of those takeaways as an offense. You win that as as big of a collapse as it was by the Bears and their coaching staff. Yes. Had you converted some of those takeaways into touchdowns, it would not have gotten to that point.
0: Look, and this is, a, this is what I've talked about all year long. I'm not pointing the finger at any one person. This is shared culpability. Go back to the Carolina Panthers game. Tyson Bajant was your quarterback. You scored one offensive touchdown. you got to get more than that. How many touchdown passes has Justin had in his last three starts? One. He hasn't had a rushing touchdown since week two. Is it all his fault? I'm not telling you all that. I'm just giving you this information mm-hmm. that collectively as an offense— they have failed to get the ball in the end zone with any degree of regularity. And until you do that, we're still going to be questioning the offensive play calling. Mm-hmm. We're going to be questioning the protection. We're going to question the quarterback's play. We're going to be questioning everything. So if you want to put you know some of the conversation about the offense to bed, get the damn ball in the end zone. I mean, that's not a, an unrealistic uh, request, is it? No, not at all. And And, and again, let me repeat myself, because I don't want the nonsense that comes with it with people that only hear what they want to hear. It is a collective culpability that they haven't been more explosive with that side of the football.
2: And I'll argue, too, I don't need just like oftentimes we get caught up. Not Some people will say, hey, can you throw for 4000 yards? Right. Or can Justin throw for 30 touchdowns or, you know, creating these arbitrary numbers for me though I don't I don't care how they get it just get if you if you're if you are the conductor of a high scoring offense I don't care how you score the touchdowns nobody quibbles with how Jalen Hurts you know only has 19 touchdown passes because how many rushing touchdowns well how about last year
0: this is the example to echo your point or to highlight your point last year the Eagles represented the NFC in the Super Bowl Mm mm-hmm they were a fantastic offense, were yes. they not? Yes. Jalen Hurts threw twenty-two touchdown passes. He threw for what, thirty-six or thirty-seven hundred yards? yards? Like when you factor in what he contributed as well, running the football, then the numbers elevate. The point I'm making is the point you're making is is that when we headed into this season, those arbitrary numbers of four thousand yards passing and thirty mm-hmm. touchdowns were were not that important to yes. me.
2: That's where the eye test comes in, correct, and and above it, all the the raw number of points scored, specifically offensive points scored, right Yes. what can we point to and if Justin and the Bears had more success in that department, I think it would be more realistic to believe Justin Fields would be have a chance to come back next year. He's got five games remaining. There were a couple of questions in the press conference there asking him about his circumstances. I think it was asked, "Is it fair?" Which, uh, listen, I, I, I loved. I'm glad that he went right to life isn't fair. Yeah, exa- I think he's, he's
0: a tremendously, I thought, mature response to all of this. Life in the NFL isn't fair, of but you're there.
2: You're 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 a, you're a great athlete. You've had a lot of success throughout your collegiate and high school career to get to that point. Now, whatever the opportunity is, you have to do your
0: best with what it is. And here's think about the growth that occurred just from the, the, the press conference perspective. What happened several weeks ago? The sh- oh, are you talking about before
2: the short answers? The press conference in response it, it, to the one where right. he talked about. We had to go
0: clean it up right. afterwards because right. he was. Do you being know what he did? I, regardless of how he truly feels. He circumvented all of that nonsense by handling the press conference in the way that he did, and I thought it was tremendously mature, and I thought it was fantastic how he, he, he could have bitched and moaned. He mm-hmm. could have you know, you know, complained that, hey, I don't have a great situation here and haven't since I got here, but he didn't. Like I mean, that's the kind of response you want to hear from your team leader. Now I just want them to go out and, and, and recognize that he's a, an excellent leader, but I need more touchdowns. I need fewer turnovers. I need more explosive plays. I need
2: all that. And that's why I get, you know, these next 5 games, can they get to a point where as an offense they're scoring 28 to 30 points a game? I think it's probably unlikely based on what we've seen, but for me now in order to have Weather's not going to help either. No, it's not. And that's another reason why it would be a huge feather in Justin Fields' cap to go ahead and do that. Score 28 plus points in the next five. So average that as an offense over the next 5 games. And yes, that's a high bar, but if I'm Ryan Poles, I'm looking at this entire situation and I'm saying, okay, we're at this point now where I'm still asking questions. We've got five games remaining in the 2023 season at the end of Justin Fields' third year. And I and I have to entertain these notions about have we given him enough of a nest surrounding him so that he's in a soft landing spot to go ahead and excel as a quarterback? I'm sorry. The reality is that very few quarterbacks get the perfect situation, right? And... If I'm Ryan Poles, I know next year, he's getting – assuming he's back, I think he'll probably be back next year. Ryan Poles. Ryan Poles. Yeah, I agree. Like, next year, no matter what happens, however the season plays out, he's going to be under the microscope more than he has been in the previous two seasons. It has been a honeymoon period. Yeah. Next year, everything is going to get real because there's going to be a true decision made about them moving forward as, as an organization, either with Justin Fields, which I don't think is likely, or a new quarterback who they draft. And things are going to get real for Ryan Poles. And so if you're him, based on what you've seen from Justin Fields, I can't have these lingering questions hanging over my head. I need to be certain that Justin Fields is the
0: guy. When old, I think like when I say score touchdowns, I, I mean score touchdowns. It doesn't have to be touchdown passes. It means a drive. Yes. yes. Do drive, the Jets take advantage Yeah, take advantage Deontay of the defense giving can the run ball it in from the line. Sure, it doesn't matter. But your offense is functioning efficiently yes. and effectively and your quarterback is is orchestrating all of it. Everybody's pitching in, but um, I think what you said about the eye test will always be more important to me than arbitrary numbers that we have or we have. And we all reference them. I've referenced them at times as well. The importance of them to me are minimal compared to just what your eyes and your football brain is telling you about what you're seeing. And, and what I've, you know, when, when you look at the numbers and you say they've scored six offensive touchdowns in the last five weeks and haven't had a three touchdown performance from their offense in six weeks, you've got to go back to the Raiders game. That just isn't good enough. It's not good enough from anybody's perspective. And this defense is now starting to play well and is starting to gift you the mm-hmm. football. Yes. So now you got to start taking – and, and I, again, I loved what Justin said about that. When you get these opportunities, you have to deliver on them. Let's try
2: Paul, who's in Elmwood Park. Paul, you're on Waddle <laughs> and Sylvie Miller's in for Sylvie today. What's up?
3: Hey, what's going on, guys? Um, yeah, the reason why Justin Fields said that, that, when you get those opportunities, you have to capitalize off them is because – you know, this is my big glaring issue with this offense right now is in the last two games, the defense has given you seven interceptions, and you've only managed to score six points off of those seven drives. Yep. I mean, that that's abysmal. That you,
0: you know, good teams find a way to win. Good teams bail each other out. And that you're not doing your defense any favors when they're handing you the football back, and you can't even get in a field goal position. No, it's listen, Paul, it's fair. It's like, again, it's one of the things I mentioned to Jonathan and Cap this morning is as elementary as it sounds, you got to get the ball in the end zone, especially if you're given a short field. Got to take advantage of, um, and that's where you you have the conversation about playing complementary football. Yeah, I, look, I, I said this to them as well today. Like, I, their 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 remaining schedule is very manageable. There's no question about that. Mm-hmm. I don't believe they put the fear of God in anybody. Of course, no, yeah, but <laughs> no, but. I also believe they're a team that that no, no one really truly wants to play because they are finding ways to to take the ball away. They're building momentum defensively. Yes. And offensively, they're a tough guard in a lot of ways. And the, like you think that the Detroit Lions are excited about no. playing against this this offense that has only scored six touchdowns in the last five games. You know what they struggle to do though? The last three times these two teams have, fa- have faced one another, Justin has run for better than 100 yards in each of those three games. Averaging 128 rushing yards per game. They struggle to slow him down. And when he starts a game with the momentum of a, a couple of runs, mm-hmm. then yes. his he, confidence he, yes. builds and then he becomes a more difficult player to defend. And they struggle to to slow him down from the start.
2: Like I think if you look at, you know, if, there's no question... You look at all the teams that are in similar situations to the Bears right now that have close records of course any team would rather play the Panthers, Patriots, I think the Washington Commanders, the Jets, the Giants, you'd rather play all those teams before you'd even no, know, so. say give me the Bears because of what you just said. You know, you can see some emerging talent. You see them taking away the football on defense which now you know now that Matt, Matt Eberflus has taken over the full time play calling as the defensive coordinator overseeing things maybe his fingerprints are starting we're starting to see that effect that he's actually having on his defense the addition of Montez Sweat is also helping them so yes they are definitely I think a more difficult foe and so there is credence when Matt Eberflus references them being four and four over the last eight I will give him you know yes you're right about that you are a better football team over the last two months than you were to start the season but I can't completely omits what happened in that first no, you month can't. of September either. But
0: in the, fi- the defense is doing some really good things over the last two months. In the last eight weeks, they're giving up just 18 points per game. They've had 15 sacks and 15 takeaways. They're the number one run defense in the league right now based on rushing yards allowed per game. They're still not a, they're still not a good pass rushing team consistently. They have 17 total sacks, which is dead last yep. in the league. Sweat has helped them significantly, but they're not there yet. Correct. Correct. Um, But with all of that said, they are keeping their team in games because of how they've played defense. And 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 I'll I'll add, too, if
2: if the offense actually does show some ability to start converting some of those takeaways into touchdowns, they'll be even more difficult to to go up against if you're a contender.
0: They're not a finished product yet, either, because as well as they played against the Lions for about 55 minutes... They wilted at the end of the first half. They gave up a seventy-five-yard, minute and forty-five-second, you, you know, drive that put the the Lions ahead at the mm-hmm. half. And then obviously they gave up the two touchdowns and four minutes and change at the end of the game. So they still aren't, you know, they still have their warts. Yes. And when they step up in class, you saw them when they they went out to L.A. and they played the Chargers, and that offense hung thirty on them. So I mean, I'm not sitting here preaching that they are the best defense in the National Football League or even a top five defense. I'm just telling you, there's some good things. Stri- they've done some really nice things the last couple of months. They really have. And you got to start building on it. Let's try Rich who's in Wakanda. Rich, what's going on, bud?
3: Hi, guys. Uh, i got a question for you. Is it time for a new offensive coordinator? Because I'm getting sick and tired of the wide receiver uh, screen passes. But they don't
0: work very well. So it's an, it's a great they question. They work Rich. really well when San Francisco runs them, don't they? Oh, when yeah. you're throwing the ball to Debo Samuel well, or you're throwing and, it to And listen, you were you did a great job before
2: the show explaining some of this some of the decisions that we saw in that game against the Vikings when we when we saw, I think it was twelve or thirteen
0: wide receiver screens. Look, I, I mean this my 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 assessment of that, and I've said this in the past, and, and some of it's pure speculation is their decision how they were going to handle the pressure that was being brought by Brian Flores was to get the ball out to the flank instead of throwing slants or doing other things and and being tricked into throwing the ball into a void that you thought was going to be there but isn't there when a linebacker would... Would drop would or, drop into a throwing lane as the ball was snapped. They decided the best way to handle it, and I my guess is based on what you saw on the all twenty two and well, watching yeah, the game. Just, I mean, and having play talk, football professionally, yeah. But I, I mean, I think what they did was is when Justin got to the line of scrimmage, and if you've got five blo- in blocking, and you saw six or seven, your audible or your check with me, was to throw the wide receiver screen. Mm -hmm. On several occasions, it worked. I think they threw it to to DJ Moore six times, and four of them, he gained positive yardage. It's an extension of the running game with very little risk attached to it. You're throwing it to the sideline. You're using the sideline as your friend. You're taking some of the risk out of it. Now, as I said at the time as well, I'm not saying it's a perfect plan. Me personally, I would have rather that they diversified their approach pump the, the short screen and go deep like we've yes, seen teams do. Yes, it would have been nice to see, you that, know, see a counter off of that. Bring guys in, bunch them up, do a little bit of picking, just kind of you know do a little bit of everything to try to. But, look, I get it. I, I get some of that stuff. I guess the, the way I would respond to the to the person who just called and, and wants to fire you know, to, to yeah, fire, fire the... the coordinator. Look, if you want to get, I find it highly unlikely, and this is kind of the trend of things I've heard, keep Eberflues get a new offensive coordinator. What offensive coordinator in his right mind is going to come here? Mm -hmm. Who's going to be available to come here and take over an offense for a coach who is still being evaluated? Because if they don't get rid of Matt Eberflutes, it doesn't mean he's in the clear. He would be, in my opinion, it would be we're going to continue the evaluation of him as a head coach. What type of job security do you have If you're an offensive coordinator, you come into this system. Yeah. Who who
2: is that going to be? Who's taking that job? Only somebody who wouldn't be getting a crack at an OC job. Anyway, who's taking that job? Yeah, only somebody who is so far down the ladder that it's a huge step up in an opportunity. And how do you feel about that? Well, yeah, do probably you want to hire who's never another called guy? Right? You want to hire and, a
0: guy who's never called plays again at the NFL level? And it, yeah, and at least at least Luke Getsy has
2: called plays in college as a, as an OC in his past. For what it's worth, I know some people were upset that he didn't call plays in Green Bay. He did call plays in college when he was uh, an OC. Back. It's the anybody, it's anyone but Getsy approach. He, well, and yes, and I get you're the frustration. I, Listen, you texted me the other day, though. How much, how much money does Luke Getze get paid? How much money is Justin Fields being paid?
0: Well, Every, financially, the quarterback's always going to make more money than the offensive coordinator they, unless you've got a lopsided situation. But there's a reason why, is there not? Of course. Like I, I've always been adamant that, I think especially in our town, mm-hmm. we talk about holding our teammates, or, or not our teammates, our, our teams and our players and our coaches and our front office people to a high standard. Well, I would say if you want to hold the offensive coordinator to a high standard and and I think you should, I think you should also be willing to hold the quarterback to a high standard as well. They should be able to find solutions and answers to problems even if one of them is putting the yes. other one in a less than perfect situation. So I I just I am not one that believes this is a this is a singular issue that only gets better because you change one thing. And what's more likely, do you think Justin Fields entering his fourth year,
2: now operating under a new, a third new offense during his tenure as the quarterback of the Bears is is likely to, you know, lead you to a successful outcome.
0: You think that's likely? I mean, his history would, or, the, you know, what we've seen so far would probably, I would never say never, but it would lead you to, if you make a reasonable conclusion. Yeah. Look, I this is also something, I mean, these are bigger story, you know, or bigger issue things. Look at where it—that style of offense that is—that is built around the style of your quarterback. It works in Philly, but you know that's the style of offense that Jalen Hurts played in college. He mm-hmm. played that style at Alabama. He played that style at Oklahoma, and I think if you look across the Eagles' offensive staff, mm-hmm. they have a lot of experience running that style of offense. Yes. So it's the perfect situation. If you were going to say. And if you are one that believes you've got to get Justin on the edge, you've got to get him on the move, and because he is very, he's very sure. obviously athletic, he's also very accurate on the move. I'm a believer that all really good offenses lead back to the pocket at some point as well. And I think I would make the argument: some of his best games, he's excelled in the pocket, whether it was Washington or Denver, or even the throw to DJ Moore against the Lions in a loss where he stepped up in the pocket and threw a dime on him right down the middle of the field. That was pure, beautiful pocket performance. He stepped aside. He climbs the pocket. He makes a beautiful throw. Like, that's where a lot of the really good stuff he's done has happened. So you got to be able to do both. But the point is, is if you're one that believes you can't chain him, you know, kind of put him in this box, And tell him to stay from tackle to tackle, and you need to get him on the edge more. And you want to design... Then you're going to have to bring in a staff that this is what they do. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean?
2: You're going to have to say... And then that better be a staff who has told you Justin Fields is a top 10
0: NFL quarterback. We can win with him. Just let us get our hands on him. And we're going to have to, if that's how you feel, which is... And this is what's so... It's the mind screw for me is because he could do some of that stuff in college. But we've had this conversation a million times about he didn't have to at Ohio State. And he excelled from the pocket. So now you come into this environment where now, well, we got to change an offense to fit his skill set. Well, wait a second. His skill set at Ohio State was he was killing people from the pocket.
2: Yes. So it's like it's... it's, Throwing good deep balls to elite-level wide receivers who are NFL players already going up against lesser talented players you're never going right. to have as big of an advantage that he had at ohio state in the nfl level never never, You'll never have that type of no. advantage at the skill position players it's just it's
0: it's there's it's parody across the league for a reason and think about what has happened and again this is all recapping things that have happened over the course of a lo- long period of time but you brought a guy in and luke getty his offensive people what is his offense you see it on display up at the green bay Yes, you saw it on Monday or Sunday, Sunday night. night against mm-hmm. the, the Kansas City Chiefs. It's run. It's heavy motion. It, play it's action. play action. It's a derivative of what Shanahan did out in San Francisco because Lafleur is one of his guys. Mm-hmm. It's a you know comes from what Bill Walsh did. That's what it looks like, and that's what Lou Getz came to kind of run. And you know after why they, is it not
2: being run? They, they well, don't trust the quarterback. It as doesn't much as fit
0: his skill set. They and, need to right. So, and and when did. Like they made the adjustment. What after the Washington game last year? So the, yeah, I, I when guess they, I Patriots mean, against the Monday night out of the Washington. This game. is why I'm saying like when I assess blame, I I think it's a it's yeah it, it's a big picture issue where everyone is culpable. Yeah. And if you want to move forward with Justin next year, and that's the evaluation that Ryan Poles makes, and and that's what he if he believes that that's what's best for the team, that's what he should do. Yes, I'm no college football quarterback expert. Well, I'm going to look at you, and you can't do that. No, if the GM decides this is what we're going to But you better than bring in a staff mm-hmm. at that point that is very well-versed on doing the stuff that you deem Justin is best at. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. So put together a crew that will run out an offense. And, again, I know that this, the Eagles have a huddle filled with great players. But bring in a group. That you believe will run the style of offense that you think the quarterback could excel in most. It's just, it's a tug. It's a push and a pull here. And for any number of reasons, it just doesn't feel like it works well enough.
2: He's Tom Waddle. I'm Jeff Meller. In for Sylvian on Waddle and Sylvie Waddle's World up next. This.
0: Is Waddle's world, and in Chicago,
2: Tom Waddle. He can't run. He's not fast, but he gets open. Bears legend,
0: amazing. Nine career TDs in the NFL.
3: He caught everything that was thrown and took every hit that they could give him. Tom Waddle. Are you not entertained?
0: It's time to find out what's on Tom's mind. Isn't that why you are here? As we go inside Waddle's World. we uh, yeah, got something interesting to talk about. I just heard Charlie, the Chuck Wagon's here. Yeah, Chuck Dog. Chuck Dog. Chucky. What is your favorite nickname, Charlie? What you know, uh,
1: ch- like Char Dog's really warmed Char up Dog. on me.
0: Really? Char Dog? Yeah, I like that one. I like Chuck Wagon. Don't Chuck don't Wagon's why. pretty good, too. Yeah, I like, I I like, like going Chuck, Chuck wagon. wagon. I like Chuck Chucky? I, I call him Chucky all the time hope that doesn't offend you. I don't know why it would. No, it's I like a, Chucky, too. Yeah. Uh, Waddles World is brought to you by our great friends and partners at Trust Community Banks. They are Chicago's banks. Find your nearest Trust Community Bank. Visit Wintrust.com slash find us. Member FDIC. Part of the Waddles World Open is from Gladiator. Where are you, hear you not
3: entertained?
0: Yes. Is that why you were here? So Charlie just said, the Chuck Wagon just said that you, you just saw Gladiator for the first time. Yeah, I watched it on the plane. what the you think? Weekend.
1: I liked it. To be completely honest, I the uh, I could have done with like ten minutes less of the fate of the Roman Empire stuff, and maybe ten minutes more of gladiator fighting. But other than that, I was uh, I was quite. You wanted
0: more violence and less history. A little bit, yeah, yeah, a little bit. Did you like the perform? Who was whose performance did you enjoy most? Because there were several. Great performance.
1: Yeah, I love Russell Crowe. Obviously, walking, walking Phoenix is super young when that movie came out. Yeah, right? um, well, it's twenty years old. Yeah, and then funny, twenty three. It's twenty three years old. Funny enough, on the way back, I watched Stand By Me, which has obviously his brother River. Yeah, um, but yeah, it was uh, trying to think if there was anybody else that like really stood out to me. I'm sure there were, but yeah, I, l- I
0: liked it a lot. Connie, Nielsen. whatever name Connie Nielsen. Nielsen, was very good as as jo- uh, Joaquin Phoenix's sister. Yes.
2: That was, um, yeah. Definitely got some very incest vibes going from yeah, watching was weird. That one, yeah, yeah,
0: that was a weird part. But um, still great. Great flick. Yeah. Tyler.
2: You you gonna watch you flick? It have you seen it? i it never seen it. Seen it. It's he, one of those there's movies. There's so that, many movies. Every time it's a great movie. I just know there's a 95% chance
0: Tyler hasn't seen it. Well, that, that's a movie. There's a list of movies. I can't identify all of them. That when I see them come on on various channels, I'm scrolling through, like mm-hmm. before I go to bed or for whatever reason, I'm looking for something to watch. If I see Gladiator, I'll stay with it. Maybe not for the whole movie anymore. There yeah. was another movie that, that was two nights ago that was that way. My wife was out of town. I, I was in bed like 930, I think. And. I saw that the town was on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, great yeah. one! Is it? That is a fantastic. <laughs> this is the not scene not the town, around, yeah. crew. Yes, you have seen town. I the have town? seen the town. Oh, yep. Look at you, mm-hmm. Tyler. Good movie. Making moves. That's a movie that I'll watch all the way through now as well. I can't sit through. I, I probably haven't seen Gladiator all the way through for a while now. You know
1: what
2: your Still problem
0: is? You think you're better than people. That is a great scene. And then they end up fighting. Yeah, they end up fighting. And then Jeremy Renner pulls, pulls, a gun. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. pulls a gun I'll, on I'll him. admit,
2: I'm basically anything that Blake Lively's in, I'll watch. So, Really? hmm She plays a different role, like a... a... Yeah. Oh, in the town? Yeah. Than what you're normally accustomed to seeing her in? Yeah. Yes, but... I thought she overacted a little bit in it. I, she's known to do that from time oh, really? to time. Oh,
0: really? I didn't know. I mean, I'm not saying she's not a great actress, no, but she I puts, think... Like she the, puts a lot of gusto into like the a lot Boston Boston of... Like yes, the Boston the accent. Of, well, the yeah. accent
2: doesn't help. Anytime you're trying to do a Boston accent, yeah. I think you're putting yourself out there and ex- potentially exposing yourself. Good move. But yeah, I will uh I'll watch anything Savages. That's on uh, Netflix. Check that out. Chuck Dog. Is that What is that? Is that It's with Blake Lively.
1: Oh, is it? Yes. Okay. Dude, your boys didn't just rob a Star Market. Is that from The Town? Yeah, that's when he's interrogating him yes. and making fun of his accent. That's
0: right. And Cap's favorite actor, John, John Hamm, is in as well. Yes. John Hamm's yes. very good in it as Love well. John Hamm. Jeremy Renner's fantastic. It was just one of a movie, and I think Ben Affleck actually directed it or produced it. Yeah. It great, uh, it it's a great movie. Direct, I don't think he directed it. I think it. it was his... Did he produce it? I'm pretty I don't sure. even oh, know the difference between producing
2: right. and director. Argo. He directed Argo. Anyway. of so that's that's one one was good, he, yeah, too. won the Oscar for that one.
0: Yeah. yeah. All right, anyway, uh, Bears are a very healthy team. The injury report is out. Um, Larry Borum was a full uh, participant today. He had been sick. Uh, Deontay Foreman was a full participant today. Noah Sewell was limited with a knee. And Tyreek Stevenson, who Coach Eberfloo said he felt like he was in a good spot, uh, was a full participant as well. So basically, they're completely healthy. Well, that's exactly what you hope for coming off the bye. So, Injury report brought to you by Costa Ivone, personal injury lawyer. So, uh, yeah, I mean, they're they're as healthy as they've been in a very, very long time. Did you know, Mellor, it is true that owning a flashy car does make you more attractive? Having a premium vehicle increases owners allure to the opposite sex and makes them believe they are socially superior all right oh, you don't have any don't have any response to that well okay. I mean no that doesn't really surprise me does it surprise you um I think it's yeah I mean I I guess it's I just it... the acknowledgement that superficiality is a thing mm. yeah yeah I, I think it. It's,
2: it seeps into our lizard bla- our brains you know just you you see someone, it, it, whether you want to admit it or not, there's an element of a status symbol
0: that goes with it, just like being well dressed. I think it's kind of just an extension of that. Yeah, we are always like when you get dressed up for your Channel Seven, your ABC Seven stuff, we're all like, "Hey, Meller, looking good today."
2: No, it's usually not. not
0: what's the big occasion?
2: Why not, are you making not us, that us look like slobs? Slobs? looking to
0: jump you upstairs. Yeah. But, like, what's the big occasion? Hmm, what well, do you got going on? Now it's become a, like fantasy draft, huh? It, now, uh-huh. it's, now it's become a bit. How about this story? Oklahoma State coach Mike Gundy's son Gunner has entered the transfer portal. How about that? You have to leave your dad's team to actually find some playing time. A lot of kids have difficult? done that. That would be uh, difficult. Coach Cal's well, son left the team. Are you getting dad's blessing? I mean, dad's being honest with you. Like, right? hey, you're not getting Gunner playing Gundy. time. Gundy. First of all, I'd be pissed at dad for calling naming me
3: Gunner Gundy. Really? I think that's awesome. Dude, what's your nickname? I think gun, that's gun? Awesome. Well, you're gun Gun. Well,
0: yeah, Gun Gun. Yeah.
3: Is that who you are? Gunner's a pretty great name. Was, like, Boomer, Boomer Assayasin's the first
2: person I remember. He yes. named his son Gunner.
0: Well, I can understand. Gunner Assayasin, it just kind of It, Rolls, it, it feels it better than together. Gunner, Gunner, Gunner Gundy. Gundy.
2: Gunner Henderson? Ah, I don't know. Gunner Gundy But I think it's not Gunner Henderson. Double G's? It's Gunner no, I know.
1: That's, that's a. Double Facebook G's? Gunner's 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 Gunner Gundy Apex I think that Gunner. Works. I got stiff-armed in high school by a kid named Gunner, just directly
0: into the What ground. was his last name?
1: I can't... Re- Partain or something like that? Gunny, oh, that doesn't work.
0: No, that doesn't that's work. Horrible. I don't know, Gunner?
1: but I got called out in the film room pretty bad on that.
0: <laughs> what position did you play, Chuck this Wagon? Is,
1: this is on a punt return. I played receiver, but this is did on a punt really? return. Did you really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I was in the slot. Were you? Yeah. We should have... I was a scrappy slot receiver. We You're have tall, one.
0: though. Like You seem like you, you put the well, smaller guys in the slot. We
1: had a couple like really tall guys. We had a guy who ended up He's on the Bears practice squad, actually. But um, he, uh, That's yeah. N- name? Da-
0: Daniel Hardy. He's on All the right. practice squad. Do you so. call him? J- hey, Daniel, it's Chardog. You're going to get some ticks for this weekend. No,
1: I don't think I know his phone number. But I would get my head taken off over the middle of the field quite often on those field. little.
3: F- yeah, yeah. So you were waddled.
1: Yeah. See the, uh, see the eyes light up in the safety. I'm like, uh-oh.
0: Bad things are about to happen.
1: Yeah.
3: I did didn't not have know have a waddle that- and Charlie, like, wide receiver tutorial have video. you had
2: this conversation? Like, like I don't Charlie think so. I did, know.
3: I did not well, I think we've had that be, conversation. Yeah.
0: To Chuck Wagon. Oh, yeah. Playing in the mm. slot. Chuck Why Wagon if, in all, the slot. All these Why years, don't I
1: have to do like the receiver gauntlet that they do at the combine? That ain't
0: happening. I know. I can barely get it up and out of this chair. <laughs> anyway, Gunnar Gundy, an Oklahoma State transfer quarterback, portal. and the son of coach Mike Gundy is now in the transfer portal as a graduate transfer. He's interested from Toledo and Eastern Michigan. This is, Not the, a high
2: school he this is the college football landscape we're, we're living in. Every quarterback goes
0: into the transfer
2: yeah. portal, and every quarterback plays five years. You get that COVID five year. Five years.
3: Who's the kid I just Tyler saw? Six. Six? Seven. He's getting his seventh year Seven with Louisville year this senior. year. Uh, get a job, dude. No, you
0: stay in that system get as long as you job. can. Those He's 24 checks. years old. He's in his seventh year. Why wouldn't you do that if you could? Yes. Take the money. I, I think... I mean, I don't he think he... he's probably getting a ton. Well,
3: you know what's you know what's really the biggest thing that's coming from this COVID year is they're seeing that the level of play within the sports across the board is so good. Well, because NCAA... everyone's older, right? The NCA is probably just going to make five years the norm. They should and say you get five years no matter what, and I'm fine with that. Let
0: me th- again, but seven. That stretch. Think about it. the advantage that Penix and Bo Nix mm-hmm. and others who have been in college football for five plus years. Joe Burrow had. it. Joe Burrow was 24 yes. when he was well, drafted. And listen,
2: it's worked out fabulously well for Joe Burrow as he entered into the NFL, and so it'll be interesting to see what happens with Bonix and Michael Penix when they reach the NFL, how their careers
0: unfold. I was, I'm not sure that either of those guys is as talented. Yeah, but that all but of the repetition and the snaps will help. Jaden
3: Daniels, there you how go. How many years is he's he? Out he's out of eligibility, so he's played his, he's done his five years. So he got started yeah, where Arizona State? Arizona State. I think he's 23. They...
2: He'll be 24 for the draft, mm-hmm. right? I think. Believe so. Um, and he's probably played more football
0: cuz i think he's listen, played he, since
3: his freshman year. If you were drafting
0: Correct. Anthony Richardson, mm-hmm. you should be interested in Jaden Daniels. Yeah. Now Daniels is a little thinner, right? He's not as physically Definitely, like yeah. Yeah. you know, as stout as But he's still Richardson. S- I think I think he's 6'3", so
2: you know, he's he's yeah. I mean, Richardson's like an the, the freakish way. Richardson's like, like an 01, all-time he's athlete. He's like 0.01 percentile right. of quarterbacks to ever enter the league. Yeah. So he might
0: be the best Athletes ever play quarterback. I just I listen, I i don't I don't blame any of these guys that can stay in college football for as long as they do. If no. you got an opportunity to do it, do it. And the other like we, we talked about. The real world this a little is bit. not as friendly as maybe
2: no. you're hoping it is. So and we talked about college. this before the show though, one thing I'll be fascinated to see and this will affect the Bears if they do draft a quarterback next year. This is going to be the first phase of quarterbacks entering the league who are drafted who have made so much money through NIL that when they get to the NFL, they're not going to... Let's, listen, they're going to want to get that big payday in a second contract, but they're not going to necessarily need it to be set up for life. And so because of that, I'll be curious to see... The type of personalities these guys bring and how, to the table? And are, are they self-driven? Because you're walking into the NFL and you're already flush with you cash, have cash in the bank. So you need to be somebody who wants to excel and love playing football, not just play it to make
0: make no, money. No, you're right. It's it's an interesting never, dynamic that has not yes. been part of the landscape yet for obvious reasons. It's really cool point. All right, when we come back, a little something we call uh, Florida or Ohio, and then at the top of the hour, Big Cat Barstool Big Cat will join us in studio next. Get ready to play the game that's sweeping the nation. Public drunkenness. Exotic animals. Dumb criminals. Random stabbings. Or maybe just some good old-fashioned debauchery. Everything's on the table. It's the Sunshine State versus the Buckeye State as we play Florida or Ohio as always, listeners,
3: feel free to play along at home. It is that time, Tyler Aki. Florida or Ohio is brought to you by 19 Crimes Wine. 19 Crimes is unapologetic by nature, disruptive by design, and believes obedience gets you nowhere. Check out the wine aisle and start defying the rules with 19 Crimes today. How about a festive one for you? Festive. M- man allegedly steals Christmas decorations a half hour after being released from jail.
0: Oh man, that's bad decision. Season. That's a bad decision. Who cool among us? You get you get you get out of the jail and then you immediately start to steal stuff.
3: Man was arrested on Saturday after he stole Christmas decorations 30 minutes after he was released from jail. How long had he been in 30 jail? 30
0: minutes. Um,
2: he like, couldn't see. even half hour.
0: Half hour. What was he like?
3: He
2: was, get, he was getting ready. He wanted to go get the uh, decorations up before uh, before the calendar. He's flipped. like, oh, my God, I totally He's forgot like, to I'm, get Christmas I, decorations I missed, on my way back. I missed Thanksgiving. I got to uh, hurry
0: up and get them off. Do you know how long he had been in jail? It
3: does not say how long he was in jail. Well, do we know what he was in jail for? No, it does not. But we
0: do know that... How many times had he previously been incarcerated?
3: N- this is a very brief story okay. here.
0: Um, not a lot of details.
3: Not a lot of details, no.
0: Do, are there other... Like, where did he steal them from? From a store or from... From a lawn. Somebody's lawn. Someone's lawn. I stole... He uh, stole...
3: Let's see... Um it said where?
0: uh Can I tell you a quick story uh, about what I got when I stole stuff from? We were driving through my buddy Joe Novello's mom's old. Th- th- she had a, an old Falcon. This car, it was unbelievably cool. Okay. Not a bird, but <clears throat> no, it was a car. Yes, yeah. I stole cars. You the back seat, no, the back seat lifted up, so you could stash anything you wanted, and you could never like like we get pulled over one time. And they wanted to know there was some some things that had been damaged or whatever. Let me see what do you got in the car in here. And I'm not – I didn't do any of it, but there were some baseball bats that were stashed underneath the seat like it lifted up. Okay. So, it? like, you, anyway, so we were driving and we saw there's really not a lot to do in my hometown. <laughs> so, like, we saw all these Christmas decorations. And it was fabulous. And there was a big Santa Claus on the front porch of a place. And me and my buddy, like, all right, we're going to get this thing. How so old we were you? Got, uh, 16. Okay. 16 years old. We jump out of the car. We run up on the, the porch. We grab it. We start running. And immediately, someone comes out of the house, starts chasing us. Like, you, like, <laughs> like they, they were they, like, they, they, they're they're waiting monitoring for us. Like, yeah, they were they, waiting they, for us.
2: The only reason they put the Santa Claus up is to encourage people to try and steal it. My buddy, Joe Novello,
0: sees what's happening. Me and my other buddy, I can't tell you who it was because he's now anyway so <laughs> okay that was interesting and ambiguous well he may have gone on and been part of the the, the united states government at a really high level uh but anyway so we started running what biden no. no it was not no i know maybe in insecurity or something like that okay uh so we start running and immediately the person starts catching up to us so we we dropped and my buddy joe took off so then like he left us so we had to keep running around the corner and and this person was so adamant about the, the Santa Claus <laughs> that as soon as we dropped the Santa Claus, they stopped. The, the so guys stopped so you guys chasing the Santa picked Claus, you got a lot of. So that was the extent of me stealing back in the day. Yeah, look at you. Yeah, I'm Young a bad. Thief. I was a bad bad guy. I anyway, didn't go to jail. Florida for or Ohio? It. Um, I'm. You know what, Mindy? You, you convinced
2: me. I'm going to say this is an Ohio thing. Really? Stealing the uh, Christmas decoration. Go
0: Florida. This sounds. You like, just convinced me. I'm, I'm going to go Ohio. Florida. I'm going to go Tampa. I'll go Tampa. I'm Chuck- I'm going to go. Uh,
1: I literally just looked up Ohio towns. Perrysburg, Ohio,
3: took place in Norwalk, Ohio. Ah, uh,
1: there you go.
2: See,
3: you, you started a tradition in your home
2: state, and now it lives on. So he just went back to jail. That's a terrible. Way to, that's a terrible
0: thing to go back to jail for. Yep. Oh, there's, there's nothing good to go back to jail for, but yeah, being but out for I 30 like, minutes. I feel
2: like trying to steal Christmas decorations is atop the list of
0: worst reasons to go back to jail. You think he's going to find trouble in jail from all of the people that are really fond of Christmas items? Listen, I'm just saying. It's not like some of the other crimes that you there would should be commit where that you would... would find trouble with other people. I'm going to jail, I'm going to make people. it worthwhile, okay, I feel like. Um,
2: up next, it is our favorite time of the week. Barstool Big Cat is in studio. He joins us next.